You have now logged on with Glory Rising, where we discuss God's glory within you. We're so glad you've joined us. And now, your host of Glory Rising. pastor and my husband Roger and we've got a fun show for you we've got four young or three three young men coming from kids zone that are going to be here probably closer to six o'clock but that's okay you know they'll be here for the second half of the show they'll be here for the second half of the show and we are excited about having them these young men are I want to say third yeah early (laughs) teens um, and they've, they've had a chance to be on the radio before. We're giving them another shot at it. Uh, if you're interested in calling in tonight, that number is, gonna, is 214-431-5032. And if you're on Facebook Live, I am monitoring the chats as always. So what do you have to say this evening, Roger? Oh, I just I'm really get looking forward to having the kids on. Um, you know, they're just, they want to be on, be on radio. They're learning it. And so it's like, it's a good thing. So we're going to getting them on and see what they have to say about a lot of things and, uh, you know, give them a chance. You know, I know they've been behind the mic a few times. So, um, but every, every bit of, uh, time they can get, that's just going to make them better and better. So, but, uh, yeah, we, you know, going to be kind of discussing a little bit. Uh, we, Andre and I, have been doing some talking about you know uh, being bold in Christ, um, and because uh, you know in Revelation it says that cowards have no place in heaven. So basically, it's just saying very clearly it says cowards will not see heaven. It's like, so what, you know, people are like, well, what are you trying to say? It's like, well, if you're afraid of being and sharing the gospel, why would you even want to be in heaven? You know, I mean, it's, but that's what it's saying. It says cowards have no place in the kingdom of God. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about boldness and stuff. I know we've talked about it in the past a little bit, but, um, you know, we have, there's a lot of good examples in the scriptures of you know standing up it's like what are we afraid of you know why would we be afraid to share the gospel of christ and so i know it's just me and loretta so she gets to answer that question what was the question uh are you awake oh that's a question no no i'm not awake can you know that so why would we why would we be afraid of Sharing the gospel. Part of that reason is fear of rejection. That's that's a big big reason why a lot of people don't want to stand up and share the gospel. Um, If you look back in the New Testament, people were stoned. And I know that we don't go to that extreme these days, Mm -hmm. but you've even experienced it yourself where you had somebody hold a gun to your head because you were sharing the gospel. So fear of the loss of life. And if you think about it, 
why are we afraid to lose our physical mortal lives because all that's going to do is put us in heaven with the father and sometimes it's like we forget about those things we we just look at what's going on around us uh, we, we worry more about what we see in, instead of um, believing what the word says right we're not supposed to walk by sight we're supposed to walk by faith and so we have to walk believing what, what is, is taught to us in the word of God but we just see what's going on around us and then we have fear that, that grips us and I love our, our t-shirts you know, our red white and blue shirts that says let your faith be greater than your fear you know, it's like you know, what is there to be afraid of if we have the God of the universe on our side mm -hmm. and so it's, it's kind of amazing because I, I was sitting there thinking about all these things it's like you know, there is nothing that, I mean, if we die, it's gain. If we get in prison, you know, we're, you know. It's gain. It's gain. It's like we're going to, everything's going to work out for the benefit of God. And if we have to put up with something here on the earth for a little bit of time, it's like, that shouldn't be any problem. Right. And one of the other things I was thinking, and you've mentioned this many, many times in the past, if you're afraid to share the gospel or the good news for whatever for whatever your reason is think about God as your spouse for those who are married or even dating you don't hesitate to open up and let me tell you about my wife let me tell you about my husband let me tell you about my girlfriend or boyfriend you're right there, you're all over it, and you want to share everything you can. Why not the same thing for God? Well, that's true. I mean, love, is, love isn't afraid to, to speak about the person you love. You know, I mean, you, I, mean I know for my, my it's like, you say, well, I'm tired of hearing you talk about your girlfriend. Well, I don't care. You know, when I was dating, when I was, you know, when I was dating you back in high school, it's like, I don't, it's like, Oh, why don't you just shut up about it? No. <laughs> I, you, you talk about your, your sports, you talk about you know this or that or your drugs you're taking or whatever it was that they were talking about at that time. And it's like, I don't want to hear about that either. All right. But the point being is, it says, man, you must really have fallen for this girl because you, all you do is talk about her. Yeah. And... Wouldn't people also say the same thing if, what's your, ex, you know, the person you're excited about, or you know, uh, enjoy being around? Those are people you like to talk, you know, talk about. It's like, hey, you know, the, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my wife, my husband. Okay, and then, and there's Andre staring at us like, you know, what are you talking about? Now? Yeah. Anyway, he just walked in. <laughs> Uh, and so but uh, you know but the thing is is you talk about the things you love okay you're not afraid to say this is my wife or this is my husband okay uh, you, you stand up bullied yeah this is it you know this is <coughs> you know, 
what's what's sad is the people that say this is my old lady or this is the old man. It's like that's disrespectful. In and the highest form. It's like why would you talk that way about somebody you love? You know, it doesn't make sense. But you know, we you know so a lot of, a lot of times we can see that God we put God in this place that He's just there for our convenience, but you know, I don't want it to mess up, you know, my friends or this or that that are around me at work or whatever. So is there really a love there? Do you really love God or is it just God is something as a convenience for you or whatever, whatever you think your purpose might be? So what do you think about all those? I know you walked in kind of a bit, a little bit. Well, I, no. <laughs> just catching the tail end and kind of what you're talking about. That old lady, old man, that's my old man. Back in the days, that was the thing they would say. Now people get more respectful using it. But back in, when we was coming up as kids, oh, man, that's my old lady. That's my old man. That was a, a saying in all races. I mean, it was. But then as people got out and respect, I mean, you, you take a lot of things that said now is offensive. Things that were said back then was cool. Thing was part of the conversation. But as you uh, mature the truth, you find out it's not as glamorous when you find out the truth and how you demeaning someone. Well, it's it's phrases that are used, you know, the commonly norm phrases. But right. it was never respectful. Mm -hmm. it was, you know. And if you think about it, <coughs> if Roger were to sit there and say, hey, this is my old lady, I may not say anything, but it would hurt. I mean, you're going to say hurt, but like I said, in Growing up in my neighborhood, mm -hmm. hey man, hey old lady, come here. Hey, that's my old lady. Oh man, let me meet you. Let me meet her. You know, it was a sign of the way they greeted. I mean, introduced their wives, and some of them didn't. Even women. Oh, that's my old man. Who is that? Oh, that's my old man. I mean, it was part of the racial uh, talk growing up. I mean, you, it's still like that today in some areas, some neighborhoods. So it's the way you proceed it, and because you can go to someone else. Man, you degrade your woman. It will start arguing. No, I didn't. That's my old lady, man. Talk about my old. See how I can. He don't see it's wrong, but we might say, man, don't talk to your lady like that. Yeah, but we just have to understand that. You know, His mentality is mine because you yeah. straight me out a lot of things. Like, and she loved it. People now, y'all, you say, this is my wife's descent. Now when they know who I'm with. Mm -hmm. I can say this is my wife and there's four women in here. Which one? Right. You know. So, yeah, it's, I had to do, change my terminology about a lot of things I said because it can be hurtful, demeaning, and it can also mislead. Mm-hmm. You can mislead a person. It's just like uh, me and Roger was talking this week, and I, I'm starting to enjoy our conversations now. The word but. We've been talking. I said, well, let's see how many, how long can you go without using but. Our conversation's been better. Mm -hmm. Because I'm talking directly to him. There's no but or no ifs. 
this is where I feel. Have we not did that this week? And he said some things, but it make you have a straight conversation. And you just use the word but? Yeah, but I'm just saying that. <laughs> Can we go to commercial? No. <laughs> but, the, but that word but, it, if you take it out of your conversation, you have a, a real better conversation. Person know you're serious. Mm-hmm. There's no, well, where's the buddy? I mean, think you don't talk to someone like there comes the butt, you know. I mean, and people do that with God. God don't say, oh, I'm going to praise you, I'm going to bless you today, but I'm going to wait till tomorrow. You know, he don't do that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's true. I mean, we use the word but because we're trying to justify not doing it. Or justifying a means Putting it out, yeah. It. yeah. Um, but, did you see like that? Um, and sometimes it's just habit. And it, some of these habits we, that, we have to break. And I'm, I'm working on it. That's one one of my pet peeves. I, I'm, I'm preaching the choir here, too. So yeah. I have my little catchphrases that I go to. Yes. And I know Roger has his little catchphrases. His is, well, okay. Or, um, you know. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't know. This is why you're telling me these things. And it's not being trying to make that person rude. It, it's helping them conversation be better. Helping like them I said, communicate better. Yeah, because, I mean, I enjoyed this. I've been telling just today. It's been beautiful this week for me. I slept, sleeping better. Me and, my, me and Cindy's getting along better. Our conversation has been better. And another thing, it helps you, like, well, should I tell him? Well, but I can wait, tell him later. You see? Mm-hmm. Well, if I tell him now, we can move on now. We can right. go forward. Well, he was like, well, why are you just not telling me this? Well, man, see, but what happened, see? But. Mm-hmm. If we take, it, it's it's easy for me to say work on it, but I still have problems. Like, I, I catch myself, like, mm-hmm. hey, hold on. This is what I really mean. And Cindy loves it. Is it make? It, I'm gonna make one. It, not make you, but it make you tell the truth. This is how, well. Look, this is what I really feel. Or oh, I can't do it right now. Said so saying, well, Roger, uh, can you come over tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, but let me see. Mm-hmm. But let me see what I take that butt out. And then I said, No, Roger, I'm gonna check on some things and I get back with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot of things with communication and. We've got to learn to communicate effectively. And so I like that, yeah. we have to sit there and say, sometimes we have to change wordings of our conversation. That's it. And things like this. And getting back with God, he at least understands everything, but the people around us don't. Mm. You know, just, so, you know, it's just there's so much there that we have to sit back and say, you know, what, what the whole thing we're talking about is being bold for Christ. It's like we need to just stand up and not stutter about when we say, I'm a Christian, or, yeah, I'm a Christian. I've been reading Daniel, and the message to me, be a Daniel. Stand up for God. If you stand for him, you think he ain't going to stand up for you? I mean, I was telling you, I was reading, Daniel didn't go. Some people thought he was crazy. You know, some people thought he was very disrespectful or he didn't uh, appreciate, he didn't uh, respect authority, but he did mm-hmm. until come to God's business. 
He's not finna bow down to no man. No man. Well, and it's just like the three Hebrew children at the same time. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Thank you. They didn't been they didn't bow down and worship the king. They they followed what God said to do. And they were thrown in the furnace. And, you know, like you said, if you're standing for God, he's gonna be right there with you. So when they looked in the fire, there was a fourth person in there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was I forget exactly how it's worded in there. But like the one like the son of God. Yeah. They said it was like the son of God. So you know he's going to go with you every step of the way. Because he went to the lion's den. He didn't fear it. He didn't, you know, Daniel didn't fear it. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. But he says he's reading. He walked, went in there. He was accepting his faith. And as he did, they was tamed. <laughs> okay, and, and here, this is a woman's perspective, or at least this woman's perspective. If I'd, if I'd have been put in the lion's den with, yeah, with all those lions there, and I saw that they weren't going to mess with me or anything like that, I probably would have said, well, thank you, Father, now I can take a nap. And I would just curl up with one of them. And, <laughs> You're leaning like, on Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but this, that's where we should be today. Mm -hmm. uh, stand up. You got some religious groups. They're going to stand up for theirs. They don't care of the consequences. I don't see them go to jail. But how many Christians you see out there right now are willing to be persecuted and go to jail, but they're going to stand for God? It's behind the scenes. Behind. Oh, behind the door, we, we brave. Man, I stand up for you, God. Oh, really? Walk outside. There don't better people standing up for the Lord. <laughs> you know. Then we become the um, Peter. That's it. Look at Peter. Yeah, when he yeah, did when he got in front of the masses. Oh, hey, aren't they you one of those? Aren't aren't you with that Jesus freak? It's like I don't know what you're talking about. So be bold. Stand up. Just remember, you. Don't have to be afraid. There's nothing man can do to you that is worth their fear. This is one lady on TV. Uh, I was like, wow, really? She's not afraid of dying. My grandmother, before she died, y'all, what was her favorite wish? I'm going to ask God, what took so long? Yeah. And you know, we all laugh, but she was serious. She was dead. She, I'm, well, she tells me, I'm ready to go. Why am I still here? And she cried. Mm -hmm. God heard her cry. And why would be? Why would be? <laughs> why would we be afraid of death? Oh, you know. If we know that when we die, we're gonna be with God. Hmm. Why be afraid? A lot of people, when I, when I talk to them at my work, it's like, well, have a good day. Well, any, any day that you wake up is a good day. I said, no, I'd rather wake up in heaven than wake up here. And that blows their mind when you say that. It's like, that. what? Yep. It's like, I mean, then there's no suffering, no pain. It's like, I'm not afraid to die, you know, because death only takes me into a better place. Mm -hmm. I heard a man talk on TV today about the rich man. Mm -hmm. And people today, they save, 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 then they die. 
You can't take your riches with you. No, you can't. And so he asked this man, he said, well, I'm saving, so so why not enjoy what you have while on earth? Because you can't build treasures. You, you can't on earth, but you can't build you, in heaven with your riches here. When God, when Jesus asked the rich man to give up his all his riches and stuff to come follow him, the riches, the money and everything, and the prestige meant more to him than following Jesus. But it's like that today. Everybody has their, their priorities. And it's like what they think is valuable. And even, in, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're Christian, non-Christian, pagan, whatever you are. You know, you set a set of values of what you consider important and what's not important. But okay? you can't take it with you. I don't care I mean, who and what you got. You know, but the thing is, is that we have made an evaluation. Now, as Christians, we should be looking at reevaluating. The money of this world is nothing. I it's mean, getting to that point. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when we see the New Jerusalem and the streets are paved with gold, it's like God that looks at gold as nothing but asphalt. The walk out, yeah. You know, it's like it's nothing. It's just a metal there, okay, um, that he uses for decoration. It's not important to him. Okay. But we think it's important. Well, you got to have it to be in, the, in this world. Do you have to have it to be in this world? You know, I mean, God has it in his kingdom, but it's only to be used for pavement. Okay. Is it that important? Or is walking with God more important than money? And it's like, well, we have to have money. Really? You have to have it. Okay. Oh. Just like you have to have a car. No, you don't have to have a car. It's convenience. convenience. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a lot of things that, but we, we evaluate it a little differently there. It's like you think this is more important than going to church or doing Bible study or reading the Word or, or you know, praising God. All this is more important than that. Well, you really just were at church. This guy said, well, you know, you, you've been a person been belong to a church for five years. I've been with y'all 20. Uh, you should be a scholar. You should know more than what you know. He said, but you can go to people that have been there 10 or 15 years, and they're still where they were 15 years ago, in the door, in the pews, just being a member. He said, when are you going to stop being a member and be a uh, be a member and be a follower of Christ. He say, you look at all these people saying, well, I've been in my church 25 years. I've been. Okay. What have you learned? Why are you still doing the same thing you was doing 25 years ago? Mm -hmm. Well, my dad went to the church. My mom went to the church. Again, <laughs> the pastor. I don't know if they're going to take him, but he was really coming what you say it's time to tell the truth yeah well it's the same thing is if you're going to college and you're in the fourth year of college and you still don't know anything from the first year of college <laughs> you're, you're never going to graduate right okay you're, you're never going to go Complete, to the next yeah. level you need to be but we do the same thing we, we take church as it's a social gathering place not a place of learning not a place of growth Okay, 
it's just a place you go to and so that you can punch your ticket and say, see God, I was there for 25 years. Every good. time the door was open. I, I was gonna say, and good for you. What have you learned in 25 years? I learned, I learned how to be a hypocrite. Oh, anyway. <laughs> and Cindy, uh, my wife complimented me on something the guy said too on TV. He said, you said that before, but I'm gonna bring it. He said he used to go to prayer People talking about the game, talking about this, talking about that. And he said a lady he never knew just walked in the church, and she went down and started praying. Everybody was mumbling, talking. And when she got through praying, she got up, put up money in the offering, and left. She really, he, said, he said, something told him to run out to her. Ma'am, you just praying and all that noise in there? I didn't come for the noise. I come to pray to talk to God in his house. He said, when things are going around you, if your mind is on him, it's not matter what's going around you. And since I said that same thing, mm -hmm. why should I get upset? Oh, man, I couldn't pray where your mind wasn't, your heart wasn't right. I couldn't get in my thoughts right because your mind is not right. That lady stayed there for a whole hour and prayed. He gave her offering and left. He said when he changed his mentality, people like, he still over there praying, and he said his even his mom, they doing it now. Mm -hmm. If you go in there with your heart right, what's what's gonna distract? I used to see him go in his church by himself, lay on the floor. I'm like, oh, he crazy. I'm just, <coughs> but he would not answer me. People can we walking in and out, but when he got up, he said, no, what, no, what would you want to talk about? He didn't let nothing disturb him with his communication with God and he finally addressed us with that we should have more respect for you for that you see him hey Roger you okay he, he didn't answer but Pony, I have to start looking where's my heart at I said I'm not going to that church man they they don't do this they don't do that so what makes you better than them yeah and so and, and you're right I mean <coughs> This is what pe people are looking for, somebody who believes what they talk about. That's it. They want a realness. Right. You know, is this God real? All these people say all these gods are real. Well, let me see if they're real. Hmm. See if they act like it's real. You know, that's why a lot of, a lot of people are walking away from the church nowadays. And as far as the Christian church, everything... Is about business, money, and nothing is about spirituality. You know, they don't they don't have you know, you've gotta meet their standards, but yet they don't have to live by their standards. That's what you said one time before. What are they looking for? Mm -hmm. And I marry you, man. Mama's well I had to check my whole lot. I was I was no different than they were. I'm looking for this to be one the chandelier thing. We had more reasons to find why I won't go mm -hmm. than to say, Lord, I've come here to serve you. This is your time. But it should start in your, as you said last week, in your home. Right. right. So we're going to go ahead and take this first break. And I honestly had no idea what our conversation was going to be about today. But, again, God is so faithful. 
Our first song is Fear Is Not My Future <laughs> by, music, by Maverick City Music, and we will be right back. I'm turning in your favor Watch him work it for your I'm done with what he started He's not done until it's good Hello peace, hello joy, hello love Hello strength, hello hope, it's new rising Hello peace, hello joy
Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. Okay, well, welcome back. And uh, what song was that again? Uh, Fear is not my future. Okay. By Maverick City Music. All right. So we are going to get back to our topic at hand. And just to let you know, uh, coming uh, at the seven seven o'clock, uh, we should be having these these young men coming in. Uh, God Zone. Uh, they're learning how to be young broadcasters there. And so we're going to have a chat with them, and they're going to be able to talk with us on the air. So that should be on the second half of the program. So just to kind of let you know to hang in there and check these, these young men out. And our niece, her name is Hen, and I can't pronounce her name, but her, she go by the name Isis. She runs a boy's home in Glen Heights. Okay. Uh, I'm talking with her, Roger and uh, Miss Loretta. Uh, we're gonna do some more, getting the meter and everything. But she has some ideas about. Cause she runs the ball home from five to fifteen, and her heart is in the right place. And this is what God is trying to put things in place. Uh, and while I'm on that subject, we we are still getting ready to do our extravaganza summer after school. I didn't know that school was out this week. Are you new? Okay. Yeah, spring break. But uh, still on the weekends. And you have any any ideas or anything that we can do that we can do? It's just not young men's, young people. Period. Give us a call at area code six eight two three one nine four eight four six. That's six eight two three one nine four eight four six, and ask for Andre or Cindy, and we can see we can set it up with a mind coming to your place or, or you got let us know what we can do about setting up something the door is open and we're willing and whatever God put on your heart share it with us so, okay uh, yeah there's a lot of things some are coming up uh, and, <coughs> uh, we're, we know that the kids need some things for during the summer and we're, we're just trying to work at it and trying to find ways to help so yeah when we find folks that are need some help there we'll we want to jump in and try to help them out as much as we can because we want to support our community right kids, kids are the future and it's like they need they need christ they need to understand christ and you know because right now you know they're so confused because of past teachings so anyway we're, we're going to work on it and uh, if you got some ideas, like I said, you can share it with us. And uh, you can share it with us so, uh, on Facebook Live or whatever. Um, so just, you know, we're open to see what we can do. Anything else that you have, Miss Loretta? Not right at the moment. Okay. Just kind of keeping an eye and ear out for the boys. <laughs> so, but... Standing up for Christ, you know, sometimes 
you've got to understand that to stand up for Christ doesn't mean to sit around and complain. You know, we can, there's things that we all go through, okay? And we have to understand that what I go through is not what Andre is going to go through. It's not what Loretta is going to go through. He takes each of us down a road to help make us into the individual he needs us to be. Amen. Okay, so we have uh, different crosses to bear. Okay, just like the story of the of the cross room. You know, I mean, some of you may have heard it before, but you know, person goes in there and gets before God and says, "God, this this cross you give me is too heavy, and it's, it's too big." Um, so uh, we. I want to trade this one in for another one. And so God said, okay, um, well, look around the cross room in here and see if you find one that fits you better. So he goes looking around and he sees all these crosses. Some of them going way up in the sky into the clouds. <laughs> he goes, wow, that's not for me either. And he goes looking around, looking around, and all of a sudden he walks, uh, walks over to this uh, little corner over there and there's this little cross sitting right there in the corner and he said God I want to change my cross for that one and God says but that's the cross you brought in <laughs> we don't understand sometimes that God doesn't give us more than we can handle Amen. but we perceive it as a lot too much oh this is too hard well you don't understand there's people carrying a lot greater crosses than we're carrying and you know they've got a, you know but they can handle that so God's going to give us what we can handle but we've got to learn to say okay I trust you God if this is what I've got to go through mm -hmm. help me go through it show me what I need to learn instead of saying oh God why are you punishing me why are you taking this away from me why don't you love me because you, you're taking this and you're taking that. God's like, well, I'm not taking anything. I'm trying to give you something, you know. So, you know, we've got to learn that who God is so that we can stand up for him. You know, if we know that God is doing the best for us, then we should be able to brag about him. I grew up on the streets the way I did. I had to have God to forgive me. Times I wanted to should have stood up, and I didn't because I didn't want, as a kid, make fun of. Two, people didn't want to hang around and call me godly. You know, back then people made fun of. Oh, uh, you uh, holy rolling all this. And I think God let me live and forgave me that I can live to say, Lord, forgive me, because mm -hmm. He could have took me. Because times I didn't, I, I should have stood up and did, even in my family. It's my friend. Well, okay, I, I should say something. It's not where you stand up. It's not when you stand up. Stand up. Be ready at all times. Because, again, I'm not because I'm reading, but if, if, if I flip through all these people in the Bible, God was with them every time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you say, oh, man, they suffered. Did they? <laughs> Uh, well, we look on outside, yeah, look like, man, they've been tortured, they've been stoned. 
And then they get up and you see Paul, for example. He done been stoned before, but he, he got up, he lived, he'd been jailed. But, and then they talk about how they all of them died. Let's talk about how they live. Let's talk about the way you live. I, should, I mean, here I am, 60 years old, finna turn 60, and I look back on my life, and I'm like, wow, you did love me. Because as uh, the pastor says, you got a big wind in front of you when you're driving. You got your eyeglasses looking that, but you got the little river mirror that you look behind, and he said, "Why you want to keep looking back there? You don't pass that." Mm-hmm. And as I look back to my little river mirror, I'm like, "Lord, forgive me." He said, "You, I already forgave you. You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't. I don't fault many battles that you think you ain't seen nothing yet. That's to come. And I could take that as, oh Lord, for the punishment, no." He's got great things for me, but he's going to prepare me to get through them. That's so true. He, he is preparing us. He's preparing us for things that are a lot worse than we can even imagine, uh, or even a lot better than we can imagine. Yeah. You know, heaven, it's, <laughs> it's you, like a lot better than anything we can imagine. God says you can't even comprehend it. You can't even come close. Yeah, I can read off her face like, no, he's going to do more. <laughs> but the point being is we, we we learn obedience through the things we suffer. Right. We learn that God, we, we trust God more because he's carried us through. When somebody's, you know, especially in the military, if you go to war, you want to you be with somebody that's a veteran. Been through some things. They, they know how to stay alive. Right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, you know, it's like, man, don't put me with this person that's just been in the military six weeks and now he's going to lead me into battle and don't have a clue in the world. He, he go that way. <laughs> but you, these are the things that we don't, we're, we're not looking for, right? We're taught just to, you know, God's going to give us what we want. Just tell me, forgive you all your sins. And he'll be there. He'll, you know, he'll give you all the money you need, give you a house you want, the car you want, give you everything you want. And you know, all you have to do is, you know, just go to church and pay your tithes. Hmm. And, and occasionally read your Bible if you feel like it. Okay. Um, no, that's not it. Because uh, I mean, but that's their God, though. Yeah. But the thing is, that's what they're taught. Right. That's their God. They taught. That's their. It's like, it's not God. That's just like the person that went in the military, and, you know, and when the war kicked off, Desert Storm, he threw his gun down and says, I didn't sign up for this. I'm not going to war. I said, why did you join the military? <laughs> well, they got this college savings benefit. I want to go to college, you know, spend my four years and get out and go to college. But the point is, is you're in the military to go to war to fight, to to you know do all these things, that is your job. No, I didn't sign up for that. I said, well, yes, you did, and yes, you are, and you're either going to go to jail or you're going to complete your your contractual agreement. And you know, it's like people have the whole wrong idea. They got in the military because the recruiter says, hey, you know. We're at peace right now, so it's like we'll just we'll get them. To, we need to get people in. 
So, hey, we got this college benefit thing. Hey, four years, they you save yourself up. All, all this, you know, you have all this money saved up because you put some in, we put some in. Hey, that's it, you know, I'll go put my little four years in. But they forgot to tell them, no, you're going, you, you will go to war. You will die for this country, if so be needed. But the people who came in say, look, I come to serve my country. Those people didn't, it's, their, their attitude so different. When it happens, it's like, okay, hey, well, I want to be, you know, I need to be the best person I can be so I can stay alive. You know, because I was training a squad to go, go down to Kuwait and, uh, you know, getting them ready, and I kept washing out people. And uh, it's like, uh, why do you keep washing? They don't want, they don't believe in what they're doing, okay? They, they don't want to learn. They don't want to follow orders. And I'm not taking them down there for them to die. Hmm. I want to train them now to follow me and let them understand. I know what I'm talking about. So that when we get into a firefight, they're going to look and say, where are we going? What are we doing? And they'll be looking for my guidance. Well, we should be looking for God's guidance. And all these troubled times we're going through, we keep looking to some other man, but we won't look to God. He's the one that's the veteran, okay? He's the one that knows how to get out of all these situations. Why don't we look towards him? Why don't we seek after him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? And it's like, well, all this world's falling apart. What are we going to do? Just follow God? He understands it all. He's been through all these thousands of years. He knows what mankind does. It's like, yeah. follow him. And, but you said follow him, and I, again, this week has really been awakening for me. God's really trying to wake us up, wake me up. I thought about the times when I when I found God, how excited I was when I came. To, I was gun ho, all sold out. But then I got bought. I sold my soul back to the world. I got back into the worldly things. But God didn't give up on me. Think about the times I couldn't wait to go to church. Couldn't wait to to see my friends, to meet my the, my new pastor, you my friends. It was exciting. We would go fellowship with each other. That time is not gone. Right. I'm gone. My mind is gone. My spiritual is gone. God said. You can want to see the spiritual. You want to see things in the spiritual eye. And when I start looking in this few days, then God showed me things in the spiritual eye. I felt peace. I slept good. And I couldn't wait to get up when I got up. And this is something that I used to do back when I was a kid. Come on in, Lord. But you did as a kid because your parents told me. But I, I feel I, I can feel his presence more. I can feel it more. Like I said, my conversations with you. Cindy even said, she said, well, I like this, Andre. My conversations are different. Now, instead of me judging where well, that person is cussing and stuff, I a guy came over, you know, Paul. He was saying some cuss words and stuff, but I, I couldn't handle it to condemn him. I was sitting there listening to him, and he said, oh, oh, man. I said, hey, man, we just having a conversation. He said, no, I don't. But I, I accepted his apology. Well, I want people to see a change in me. 
but I don't, I'm not here to condemn them. I'm not here to make them uncomfortable. I'm here to say, hey, I was just as worse as you were. And if he can change me, let's see what he can do with you. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been pretty quiet there, Loretta. Got any input for us? No, actually, I'm just sitting back listening tonight. Listening? So. Listening, yes, I know. Well, see, our, our listeners can't hear you listening. She's listening, yeah. Well, just... oh. I, I, I'm sorry they can't hear me listening. <laughs> Turn your volume up. <laughs> I'm trying. So, But no, what, what you've been saying is very true. And if you're wanting to be part of the conversation, give us a call at 214 things here especially with our young people you know we're seeing that they, they aren't showing any interest in church much anymore and they the only thing I ever hear is like you know they just they're not understanding and you know what they're being taught they can't find and you know, or they're explained in a, a roundabout way and it's like well that's you know they need to have something solid okay this is what the Bible says and let's and they also don't see the people living it. Well, and there's something else that the kids aren't seeing when they go to churches. I can't say this about all churches because I know that's not a factual statement. But there are a lot of kids that when they go to church, the kids are pushed off into children's church, into youth programs, and it's entertainment. Things are set up like the world. So it's like, why do I have to come here when I can just as easily go to the comedy club or sneak into a bar, something like that, they're they're being taught that it's okay to be like the world. Well, just like uh, when we was at Paul's church, we need to find a kid's church. Take them outside. What? Bring them kids back in here. Sit down. Well, I ain't gonna say the name, but when the kids don't, why can they un- not understand if we don't teach it to them? I'm not saying they're going to understand everything I'm saying or what we're saying, but let them see. And then when they grow, they can bring back to their memories. Well, Papa, you remember when you said this? Or, oh, great. My girl had Bible study with the, at home. We kids had to sit on the floor. They in the church. After we got to praying, then, then we did go read children Bible stuff, but we sat at church with our family. Mm-hmm. What I found. Yeah, you say they don't do that no more. They well, teenagers. Well, that same teenage next week he in jail. Oh, I don't OD on some drugs. Well, it's your fault in the church. Well, it's really not our fault as, as the church, but it 
what are they seeing at home? You know, they see they come oh, in and see one. their parents this way here, and they go home, and they're 180 degrees the other opposite way, and it's like, well, so you go and you put on a show here, but this is who you really are. Some kids will call you out on it too, and it's like, but they said, well, then this God thing isn't real. They'll call you, Mama. You just was in there screaming and praising God. And then you'll go to sit here and cussing, and, and, and you and daddy going at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Can't see this. And, and what I saw when I was young was we'd go to church. Daddy was always involved in the music ministry, whether it was leading the choir or the church, you know, mm-hmm. church music, whatever. And as soon as church was over, we'd go outside He'd get just out of sight of the pastor. He'd loosen his tie. It's done. And start lighting up a cigarette and just start smoking out in the out in the church parking lot. (laughs) And this is what I saw. Therefore, my formative years growing up, I'm sitting there thinking, well, this is a duty I have to do. And then when it's over, I can just go out and (sighs) <sighs> run around, do whatever I want to do. Well, and that's not the right way either. They got mad at Jean when we was at Paul Church and at the Green Church. It really bothered her and Carolina. Carolina, what? Catalina. Catalina. When people would smoke outside the church. And it really got to you. As soon as they walk outside, not moving by the door. It's, and people riding by. Mm-hmm. Is that a church or a club? Well, you know, a lot, a lot of these things, uh, you know, people don't, people are only looking at, okay, I was told I have to do this, X, Y, and Z, I'm going to heaven, okay? X is I got to ask Jesus to forgive all my sins, Y, uh, I got to be in church, and Z uh, is, you know, I got to read my Bible. X, Y, Z, Okay. You know that's it. So, um, you know we we have to understand that's what they're, what they're taught, but they need to understand there's a lot more to this. But is as you know our actions speak louder than our words, and we've got to really keep an eye on that. You know if you can't walk what you're talking, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Uh, no, I, mean, I like that. <laughs> the thing is, is yeah, we need to tell people about Christ, and and we don't have to be perfect in everything that we are to be able to to witness. But you know, if you're saying one thing and you're doing the exact opposite, you know, and, and that's what people are seeing. I mean, I was listening to one one lady. She was uh, coming up to to the register where I was working at, and and. Uh, she was talking to somebody on the phone. Oh, yeah, well, praise God this and praise God that. And Glory be, yeah, and also this and this. And then she hung up and then started cussing. And <laughs> I was like, I just looked. It's like, okay. And then she starts hollering at her kids, cussing at her kids, and the kids cussing back. You can't do that. You know you're not supposed to cuss. Well, you do. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, kids will call you out. <laughs> But, you know, it, it's like this is what they're learning. 
you know, kids, you can see the kids that they have parents that really do care because they don't mind, you know, going to church. They don't, they don't mind doing the things. They see what's going on in church and they want to mimic them. Okay. And that, that's not a bad thing. You know, imitation is the greatest form of praise. If somebody wants to imitate you, then that's a great form of praise because they want to be like you. I remember when our kids were little and we'd be in church and from not so much with Jay because he was two, two and a half, something like that when Roger and I first started really going to church. But the girls, from the time they came home from the hospital, we were at church every single service. And like you said, they were sitting with us in the church service. And yeah, you'd see my son with his head back on the back of the chair and he'd be snoring, but that's okay. But when we were praising and we had our hands raised, next thing you know, I'm, I'm looking down and here's my little, my little uh, mini-me's and they just had those little hands up and those little <laughs> eyes closed. And so I know we were instilling something in them. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I mean, these are these are things we've got to get to. Yeah. And uh, so we, we've got to get to a place that we model this. Okay. Even if we make our mistakes, and we can we can still even before our kids, you know, we can model this, and all of a sudden we do something wrong. It's like, well. And then they see us do right. It's like, okay, well, I'm sorry, uh, forgive me, and then go on from there. Okay. Then see that, okay, okay, if I make a mistake, I know this is what I can do. Okay. But they still have respect for it. It's when the, you know, you say, hey, you can't do this, but I can. Okay. And then that's that's throwing a monkey wrench in because they don't understand. If it's good for one person, why shouldn't it be good for the other person? We've been through a lot. The 20 years, 24 years, annoying y'all. And I thank God that I'm starting to see growth in myself now. Yeah, it took 25 years, okay, for everybody listening. But I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And I thank God that I'm here that from this point on, I don't know if I'm, whenever God called me home, but I want to be ready. I don't know what God further he want to take me, but I want to be ready. I got to say this, that, you know, people say, well, my kids this, my kids that. Well, they don't want to come, they don't want to come. God said, what about you? Mm -hmm. You stopped because of them. I never stopped. This is always dealing with me all week. Where is your commitment? Well, they don't go to church no more. I mean, we don't have a church. Uh, but, as it, hey, go in the living room. I got up. My wife was in having church on TV. I told you I said, and I sat down. I didn't disturb her. And I got caught up in it. And God said, now, where were you, where are you at? What are you, you stopped? Mm -hmm. You think I'm going to come back and get them? Because, and say, well, y'all, the reason Andre didn't go. I had to repent this week. I did. I said, Lord, forgive me. He said, because you keep saying, why are you not coming and, and not giving me the time? I didn't ask you for no time, but you won't even give me that time. 
confusing. He didn't answer no time, but I didn't give him no time. Mm-hmm. Do you? He said, I found time for everything but him. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to go ahead and take our next break. And this next song is one I just absolutely love called I'm So Blessed by Kane. And we will be right back. I'm so blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed. I'm so blessed. Hallelujah. Child of God on my worst day. I'm a child of God. Oh, every day is a good day. And you're the reason why. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Got this heartbeat in my chest. So it doesn't matter about the rest. If I got you, Lord, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Okay. And when I count the problems that I see, hope the tone. owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. Welcome back, and oh, I love that song too. It We're says, blessed. I am so blessed. Yes, Lord. On my good days, 
I'm I am blessed. blessed. And on my bad days, I'm blessed. I'm still blessed. It's like, <laughs> you know, and this is the way we've got to look at, at life. It's like we have Christ, and that and everything that God does for us is a blessing. You know, no matter what we go through, what what it seems like, whether we're having a good day, whether we're having a bad day, we just need to reach out and say we are blessed because God has called us by name and says you are my child. And so you can't get any more blessed than that. So, but anyway, as we got back, we're getting back and and we're still uh, waiting on our young people to show up. And I don't know. You know, Lord's trying to find out what, what happened. Hopefully, there's not been an accident or something. Uh, but we've just been talking a, a, about you know standing up for God and it's like, are we? Been, are we want us? Yeah, are we showing people that we love Him? Do we, are we showing them that we that we respect Him? I mean, there's a lot of people that they'll just say, you know, what the biggest things is is, oh my God. It's like, well, <laughs> what about, you know, who's your God that's your own mind? Wow. Uh, it's like, we got all this difference, you know, the slang, and, uh, you know, we, we say we want to damn people, so saying God damn them. And uh, it's like, well, what God are you talking about? Because this God that I have doesn't want to damn these people, He wants to save them. That's why we're here. We're supposed to be his hands and feet to reach them in their, in their time of need, just like I was reached in my time of need. I mean, if you go back and, and see what's going, you know, see me before, way back there, how mean and angry and uh, everything that I was, it's like, and yet God could come down and take me in my, my filthy mouth and all my drunkenness and all this stuff, and he could reach down and touch me and rescue me why would I want to see anybody else condemned but I was like hey there's a way out I found it hey come come on I can show you the way but no you know, like, well we don't we don't want to do that well that's your your problem I mean well God doesn't want me well no God does want you that's the whole thing is he he wants you to be part of the kingdom you know he, he desires that none should perish does that mean I'm a princess if he wants me to be part of the kingdom? Uh, I guess so. All right. I guess we'll let you be one. I'm still a jackal. You're still the court jester? Yeah, court jester. <laughs> but you know what you said is so true. And uh, God wants us so bad. And then when you think about it, for those that are still above the ground and can look down and see the grass grow, you got to know something. Some of what God said, saying, look, I love you. When are you going to love me? When you when are you going to get that time to me? Like I said, we were talking about Roger a while ago, and he woke up something in me that I had to really, literally get on my and said, Lord, forgive me, because I'm blaming everybody. But what they're doing is causing me not to do what you're going to hell to. Well, you got the people, you said, Come to church. Instead of me seeing it from now on, let's, you go first. Mm-hmm. Well, just remember, Andre, don't make Roger mad because I don't want him to divorce me because he's mad at you. I forgot about that. Yeah. We got canceling for that, too. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it, it's just that's an inside joke for us. Well, no, that's that's how we treat God. You go, you know, in churches and stuff. It's like, well, the pastor made me mad. I'm not right. going you back should, to church. So it's just like you, Andre, making Roger mad, and him saying, "I'm divorcing Loretta because Andre because Andre made me mad." You're that's right. like, no, it's it should not be that way. But it is. Well, Unfortunately, it is because Satan has got many people deceived, and they they make they look at the pastor as a god instead of looking to God. You know, all of us human wow, beings are well, going to nail on the head. Yeah, well, <laughs> think about it. If a pastor cheats on his wife, mm. the first thing that happens is they kick him out of the church and get him stripped of his title because he fell into temptation. But if a member of the church comes up, commits adultery, the people expect that them to be forgiven and helped and move on. And move on, but not the pastor. Okay. The pastor, if he does anything wrong, he's if condemned. he says it wrong, okay, he, he's he's not anointed of God. No, he's a human being and will make, you know, some slip-ups here and there because he's a human being. Well, and I know I don't have the song to play tonight, but in the song, A Soul Worth Saving, mm -hmm. the last part of that is, I'm the pastor at your church. I'm just like you. I'm going to fall down. And it's like, are we there to lift up the pastor as well as the, the other people inside the church? You know, Matter of fact, it's usually if anybody does anything. Now, okay, I, I can do whatever I want wrong, but look, Joe, you're you're a deacon, and if you do this wrong, we're we're gonna we're gonna kick you out of the church. You know, you you just don't meet our standards. Oh, well, this prostitute come in. We you're not good enough for this church. But yet, I'm doing worse things than they are. Okay, Lord. Okay, Lord. I'm gonna do. It. Let's let's take this one route right quick. A route. A route. We'll okay, take route. route. Okay. okay. Roger. I'm Deacon Russell. That's, that's missionary Loretta. You Bishop Roger. Okay. I'm the deacon of this church, Bishop. I'm going to be a part of our church. Is that in the Bible? To ask somebody. To I'm the deacon, but I'm running the church. You're the bishop, but I'm asking you to come visit me. She's the missionary, but we gotta get it okay to her, and she won't be a part of your your ministry. And then she gotta come. To, otherwise, we don't turn the church into a politics. Ain't no more walking in church. We just keep person want to come in. Yeah, I mean you did things in order. They want to preach. It's people we we see them working in the garden, preaching on Sunday. Cause the pastor said, "Yeah, you gotta share." Can't do that now. It's titles. Now, I'm the deacon, right? He's the bishop. Who's over who? He's over me. Yeah. You're a missionary. Who's over you? I'm over you because you're part of the church. Where's the brother and sister at? Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and it's just, you know, it, it's sad. But I just tell the truth. We all should be working together, together. as one team. You know, yes, we got to have a team leader to keep us going the right direction, and God so points these. But the, the thing coming down is, why don't we act like a team? We're, you know, we're, if, if, if you take uh, a lot of churches, 
and <coughs> that, that I've seen and been in. Of course, not all of them, but you get to you get. It's like it should be like a football team or a sports team of any kind. That's a good analogy. Yeah, it should be like a sports team. Yeah. Everybody has their job, and if everybody does the job, we win. Quarterback got his. You know, uh, Santa, yeah, you're right. You're right. That was a good one. If, if you're a right guard, okay, then that's Come on, Roger. <laughs> okay. Whatever it is, if you're the water boy. You Be know, good at what you're doing, yeah. Okay. But the whole thing is, is everybody is working together for Come one together. goal. Yep, you're right. Well, you get too many people that are not working together, it's like, Look, I want to be in charge of this. I want to be this. I, I want to be, be the that. quarterback. Well, I want a running back. And yeah. It's like, I want to run the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. So, and then <laughs> it's not a team anymore. These people are fighting against these people for who's going to be in charge and so on and so forth. It shouldn't be that way in the house of God. We already knew who's in charge, God. Yeah. And then we all have our position. God sends people to churches because he needs what their talents they have to be used in that church. It's just like once uh, we was over in Austin, remember the brick in the wall? Everybody has a brick. You can't put a building together with a brick out of place. We're all a brick. You put all the bricks together, what happened? It's strong and it's we're all a one. Right. If they're all locked we're together. Locked right? together. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, you we've got to get to the place that it's not about me, but... If God says, okay, I don't want you at this church anymore. Well, why is it bad? No, it's just. It's time to move God, on. Move it's on. time for your talents to be moved to another church so that so somebody can learn from you. Or so that you can learn from somebody else Amen. because this person can't teach you. Amen. Okay, because you, you've outgrown the teacher. Right. That's like if I go have a second grade teacher and I'm in the 10th grade. <laughs> okay. Well, you're not going to go right. any further. So right. sometimes you have to go and get put under another teacher. You know, that's why when you go upgrades, you don't have the same teacher. You know, they got different qualifications and things like this. And then you have to leave high school, and then you got to go into college. Okay. And those are different teachers. Different building, different everything. So we've got to trust God and say, God, you put me here. Show me what I'm supposed to do here. It's not about whether my family's been there for 50 years. I've been, I've gone, went to a church to there five years. And I was like, yeah, I liked it. I liked it, friends, everything. And God said, time to move. I'm like, why? Why do I want to move? You know, everything's going well now. At first it was rough. Then it was going, now it's going well. I want to stay. No, now mm. it's time to go. You need to go here. And sometimes God will move us not only because he wants us under somebody else's teaching to get more teaching, but like he said, he was things were going well. When things start going really well, you start becoming complacent. Comfortable. And you don't want to do anything else. It becomes us four and no more. And, and God says, no, 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 screech the brakes. That's not where you are. You're going to come over here because I've got something for you to do over here. You're not going to just sit back and watch. You, all of us, when we see that we're becoming a click, we back off. You know what I mean? We do, we do, we actually back off. We get to the point where nobody can come in here but us. 
It's us, us. God's not even in it. <clears throat> when you start, well, when like I like when people say, well, I want to come be a part of it. Yeah, I ain't never heard you. And uh, you can't be. Well, certain things you have to do to be a part of the show. You know what he say? Try it. Come on. Mm-hmm. You say the same thing. You know? Well, we got stipulations. That's a click. Well, the thing is, is there are some stipulations, but the point but I mean, being is... They want to be a part. Yeah, it's like, you want to be a part. Okay, well, come on. Just like Jesse, he... I know you're listening tonight. And um, I was telling Roger, he was getting like, man, you keep telling me all these things. I'm willing and ready. He said, when is it going to jump? That's the street talk. Yeah. When is it going to jump off? You know. He said, I ain't been up to the show yet. Y'all going to invite me and my son to come be on your show. And you got to watch how many people, me especially out there, I meet. I have to backtrack a lot. And I don't want to keep doing that. So now I, I write things down. And, and I bring it to y'all right now. Not, well, why are you just not telling us? We could have helped. I could have helped you with it. Because mm-hmm. Jesse's been waiting on us since uh, uh, December, remember? They want to do the kids thing. In a way, we have to, if we're going to be God's vessels, God, God use us, we got to, we got to open ourselves up to it. We got to open ourselves up to it. And be teachable. Mm-hmm. Some one thing everybody said about me being a good coach. Roger come up and tell me, man, I played tight end, left, and I played right tackle. Well, I want you to run uh, center, and I want you to run linebacker. Huh? No, man, I'm telling you, I'm a tight end. I can't use him. I can't use him. I'm just doing sports. If I come in your church. Well, I know I play drums and stuff, and uh, but uh, I need air show. I see if I can find you one from talking to you. God want people who are teachable, mm-hmm. ready to move when He say move, ready to use when He say I need to use you over here right now. I know you're good here, mm-hmm. but I want to make you better here. Now you got two places you, I can use you. Then it's like if, if He say Andre, uh, I'm not gonna make it to. You know, this morning. He said, we in the church. I'm not a pastor. But this is my friend. And, and well, me and Loretta are not going to be there again. Well, what do you want me to pick up on what we study? So what I study? Mm-hmm. Not trying to go in there and preach. Not going there taking up. But be teachable and be useful mm-hmm. until what you're doing. If I call, thank you, Lord. He never worked at Burger King. When I they gave me the store on Hewlett. I was in there by myself. Boy, I'm getting chills. Did you not come in and help me? We not, well, so we ain't just showing what to do. He dropped the fries. <laughs> and Bert, Bert, as you remember, he was doing night maintenance. And I told Roger, I'm here by myself. I didn't get fired. I could have, but he came in and helped me. Well, I mean, the... You don't remember that? No. But anyway, there's a lot of things I remember. You know, I'm older. I don't know. I can show you on the tape because they, they asked me who was in the store. <laughs> but point is, those are the kind of friends we are. Mm-hmm. I never did locksmith. But when he had to get up at 4 or 5, hey, man, when you go, I went with him. Simple we got to be ready. Mm-hmm. Ready to be When used. God called upon you. Yeah, ready to be used when, when you're called upon. I like that. 
So, so we got we got to lay aside some some things that we think we should do, and say, okay, God, what is it you want me to do? Okay, because it is true. I mean, sometimes God takes you from an area that you know well, and puts you in an area you don't know anything. Why? He wants you to learn. It's the same thing you do in the military or any place else. If you see potential in this person that they do a great job here, well, let's expand them to here. It's only going to make them a better person. But God does that with us too. We don't don't even see this a lot of times. We just think of it as a religious thing. Um, But God's trying to take us from this level to the next level to the next level to the next level because he needs us at a certain level to minister to certain groups of people and you can be that person that's willing to to learn something new you know when when god says hey i want you to be a pastor i don't know anything about being a pastor you know i can do street ministry i can do you know i can preach on the street i can talk to people you know, I can do all these things. I can teach Sunday school class. Uh, yeah, I can do all these things. I don't know anything about being a pastor. And God said, good. He said, I'll train you. So then I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, those things I know how to do, into something I've never done, and let God teach me. That's why I say you have to be teachable yeah. in life, period. I got a lot of people who come up to me and say, well, I, you know, I got a calling to be an evangelist. I was like, okay. Well, I, I need you, to, you know, I, I need to come preach at your church. Well, if you've got the calling, you got to do the training. Okay. It's like, okay, but, you know, you telling me this already shows me you don't have respect for my position. And it's like, you know, talk to me. Tell me what, tell me what you're wanting to talk about. And let the Holy Spirit give me confirmation. Well, you should just accept it because I am an evangelist. It's like, okay, right there you lost me because your pride is telling me uh, something different. It's just like when you took me and I never in my life cut a key. But those couple of years, I was helpful to you. I learned. I, and now I, I can go, I cut keys sometimes when I go. But it's something that I had to say. Because at first I was frustrated, like, man, we got no key. Getting up for, anyway, I was teachable. I had to say, my friend needs me again, again. When you say you're someone's friend, and I can say without a doubt, when I, this man he never turned his back on me, and I never turned my back on him. Time means nothing, and it's where it should be with God. Because God wakes him up, what, one in the morning, want to talk. <laughs> want to tell him something that, you know, he need to do at 10 o'clock the next day. But it's 1 o'clock in the morning. And he enjoy it. It's, it's something that's important. And so we, we always, we always got to look at what is important, not necessarily what is convenient. But as we're, as we're growing in the Lord, you know, then... You know, it, it, it's a growing experience. We have to understand that there are, you know, teenagers, there are uh, 
young adults, they're mature people in Christ, in the spirit realm. There's babies, okay? We have different levels that people are in 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 the church, and we have to train them so they can get to the next level. God's going to show them things, and then as we as people, it depends on what position God puts you in in the church, you may have to do some training to help this person understand so he can mature into the to what God wants him to be. It's all about a big learning process. It's not something, it's a magical poof, here it is. Okay, you're, you don't sin no more. Okay, yeah, you have all the knowledge because the Holy Spirit's in you, so now you don't have to do anything else except just go live life and have fun. No, it's a training process. You know, I, I like what I'm doing right here. I just want to stay in my little cubby. No, time to move. Time to grow a little bit more. You can't stay sucking on a bottle all your life. It's time to grow up to be a teenager and take on more responsibilities. Okay, and then as a young adult and as a, as a mature person. Okay, so if we look at church as a, as a big training ground, so God can make us in more and more into his image. Now it takes a whole different meaning than just a social club. Man, I gotta go, you know, people take notebooks in there and they take notes with the pastors because it's like, I wanna remember what God was talking to me about today. Okay, now I got my notes. So now I won't forget. Now I need to put these things into play. This is. If God said this is the word for the day, I should be practicing that word for that week or until the next time I get another word from the Lord. Okay. Roger, the Lord told me I'm going to be a preacher. He told me I'm going to start preaching. Okay, and? And he wants me to learn how to be, wants me to really, uh, that, you know, get myself in. I want, he wants me to be, matter of fact, I think I want to be a, a teacher first. The point I'm making here is, and I like the way you responded, you can tell it to some man, God ain't call that man, look him, to be a preacher. Well, the thing is, is that when you said preachers, oh, everybody's called to be a preacher. But I'm, just, but, but I'm telling you, this is what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start carrying my Bible. I'm going to start speaking at the churches. But I'm going to tell them I'm on to you. No, don't do that. <laughs> this is not point I'm making it. People... Can take stuff and run with it. Well, yeah, they take they take a, a test on a computer, saying you're you're a preacher. Well, yeah, you you're you're evangelist. <laughs> you're ordained bishop. Under what authority do you get this from? Yeah, one of, my, one of my coworkers, her daughter is a senior in high school, and she says, "Mom, I'm." Or how did she put it? She goes, "I'm certified as a pastor now." Oh, and, when, and she goes, and how did this happen? On Google. Yep, Google. <laughs> and the thing is, is and, you know, it's just about titles. God wanted me to bring that out. I mean, and, and people, some people run with it. Well, and they destroy more than they're trying to help. See, the thing is, is if somebody comes up and says, God's calling me to be a preacher. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just like you just said, okay. Because Acts chapter 1, it says, tells all of us to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Okay. That's everybody. Okay. 
So, so that's something you need to train in. So what? Well, okay. That's witnessing. Now, well, I'm gonna turn my home into a church. Okay. And I know you, you, you know, I've been under you right now, Pastor. But this is my home. Come over and uh, be a part of my church. Two things I just did. Then I don't belittle God. I belittle my friend. I believe in him because God put him in my life, like my grandmother. Ma, my grandma was living. Ma, come be in my church, but you sit over there. That was my elder mm -hmm. who trained me. Is, is we're worrying too much about titles at that particular point. <clears throat> I mean, if God's called you to open your church or open a, a place for study in your home, not necessarily a church. Church. <laughs> but, but to open a place of study in your home, and then you invite me to come. I don't have a problem with it. Because God's called you. He's trying to train you. Right. I can be there to help you. But see, your attitude, you're not, uh, why we got, I'm the pastor. Why would he put us in the same place? No, the thing is, is we're all called as brothers and sisters in the Lord right. to help one another. Whether I have a title or not is irrelevant. If God calls us together to do something, then we're supposed to work together and help each other for whatever reason. You know, it doesn't matter. I don't care whether a person has a title or not. <laughs> but the people who go around bragging about titles have a pride issue. And, and they need yeah. to give that pride up. It's like, well, I, I'm the pastor and you can't tell me anything. Okay, well, the Bible says as brothers in the Lord, if I see you sinning, I'm supposed to come tell you. And I don't care. It doesn't say. It just says brothers in the Lord. I got, I got, to, say, I got to say it. I'm not going to say their name. I got a friend of mine. Went on Google. Got his title. Pastor. He had a cross. About the size of that. Anyway, he had a big cross. Big cross. Little necklaces in here, big diamond, big white Bible. Anyway, he went into the church. A uh, friend of mine's mom had passed. I can't get into the congestion. Jesse laughing right now. He walked in the church and everybody. What the? You know. And when he said, "Our pastors come sit up here," they they. Literally, one by one, kept moving him down till he was back down there. Okay? Nobody knew him. Okay? His sister, anyway, make my story short, he, he was kind of offended. Because when they said, all the pastors lead out before they take the body out, well, the urchins kind of stood where he was sitting till the other pastors came out. Then they let him go. He was made. Man, I can't believe they treated me like that, man. I'm a... And we were so busy, me and Pete and them were so busy laughing in the bushes. He took it serious about his title. Yeah, and, and people pose up, bow down. Yeah, and, this is, and that's not what God's intended. That's, that's man's wanting for power. And you know, we, we've got to understand that people don't need to be you know, put in that kind of predicament. You know, it's like anybody that does that has a pride issue. He spent $1,300 for that cross. Yeah. Showed us the receipt. Well, then that's that pride. is that's pride. But the whole thing is, is you get, we have to let, let God 
You know, if God calls us to something, he will show it or he will promote you and he will let people know who you are. So I'm curious because they knew he had a little of this. He was there for a couple months. Then they asked him to step out. It is time for our next song, and this song is Wherever You Are by Olivia Lane, and we will be right back. It might be strange to bring up in this conversation Think about your situation I haven't been where you've been But I've been where I've been And I've seen it again and again and again There's no place in your heart on no night that's too dark That he won't walk with you in Say would make me whole But all that I spin 
like nobody was there Have you ever felt forgotten in the middle of nowhere? Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Like you could fall and no one would hear So let that lonely feeling wash away
Hi, I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. Okay, welcome back. Uh, we've been having a good time, and hope you enjoyed those two songs there. And so we are going to get ready to uh, wind down, and we're going to uh, hopefully, you know, we haven't had anybody call in. You still got time. You can still give us a call. At 214-413-431-1111. Two six, two two, five zero three two. Let's get this right. All right. Two one four. Uh Four one three. Four three one. We're just here, y'all listening. Yeah. Uh, Five zero. (laughs) Five zero three two. (laughs) Boy, now now everybody's gonna be confused. Anyway. Which number was it? Uh, I don't know. We had six of them. <laughs> we'll, just tr- we'll just try them all. <laughs> yeah, pick them all. <laughs> so, that's okay. Hey, we... That's a good uh, one, right? <laughs> just pick one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, here you go. Uh, call your own phone number. No. <laughs> anyway, um, but we've been, we've been just kind of sharing a little bit about, you know, we need to take a stand for God. And we've been sitting here and, you know, kind of going over some things. And, uh, you know, we'd really love to have your, your comments and things. But uh, um, so anyway, so we're going to uh, go ahead and uh, start winding down a little bit. Well, we're going to hold off a, just a little bit on the wind down because our boys should be getting here in the next two or three minutes um and we may stay a few minutes late just so that we can encourage these young men who through no fault of their own i got to rewind (laughs) (laughs) is that what victor was laughing about yeah, for those who are listening, our board operator it's is awesome. amazing. He's awesome. <laughs> he gets into the conversations. He'll add his little comments. He'll <laughs> add his little sound effects. And it's just, it's fun. And it's a lot of fun to do a show when you've got a fun board operator. Amen. And I so. thank God for you, brother. But, yeah, due to, due to circumstances that these boys couldn't control, they were running late, but I don't know whether we've gotten approved to go a little extra. We, we can go up until the top of the hour. Okay. So, anyway, as soon as they get here, they're going to call and let me know they're here. We're going to get them and get them up here as quick as we can to get them set up. Because these boys are excited, and they, you know, we don't want to discourage them. So... 
going to uh, work on radio, you know, that one of the things is they're going to they have to be on time because your show is only scheduled for certain amounts of time. Well, and as I said, yeah. it's it's out of the boys' control. They're none of them driving age, so driving their parents crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, that that they're probably very good at. So anyway, uh, so got any comments that you want to make? They're Andre. Well, I, 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 I want to say, 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 say. <laughs> 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 now, I want to say that, uh, again, uh, my stand up for God and everything else will stand up for you. Because you put him first, everything else comes second. And remember this. Everything that you think is for you, give it to God and let it find out if it's for you. And y'all have a blessed night. So, yeah, as we're continuing, as we're continuing to to wait on these guys, and uh, but uh, we've learned we learned to seek God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. That is the most important thing. Uh, quit worrying about all this other stuff like titles, things like this. Just be the best Christian you can be. Hmm. You know? And if you give God your best, that God doesn't care whether it's 100% of what he calls you or 1%. As long as you give your best, God will honor that and he will meet you where you're at. But if you're, you're not giving your best, he's not going to give his best. Okay. Hey, guess who got on the phone? Cindy. You know. okay. I can't hear a thing. Cindy. Hello. Hey, Cindy. Cindy? Okay, well. I will. I guess it is. She called in. They put the phone up here, and I did. You couldn't hear her either? Mm-mm. Oh, well. So. We're having all kinds of technical difficulties today, but that's all right. You know, we can get upset about it, or we can go on and do what we need to do. So, cheer. Uh, no. Okay. So anyway, you know, we have to make sure that our heart is right before God. You know, not and understand that. You know. If we're if we're expecting ourselves to live 100% right for God, you know, as long as we give our best and with all of our heart we give our best, God is happy with that. As we grow, as we learn, we'll, we'll, our obedience is all going to expand this this amount that we're obedient to God. So I mean, it's very important not to be discouraged if you fail. You know, okay, I just came to know the Lord, and I keep falling down. Well, okay, when a newborn baby starts to walk, what do they do? They fall down. Hmm. But that's okay. You encourage them to get back up and keep trying again and trying again. Not that you're, you know, well, see, I'm not, God doesn't like me or whatever. No, it's not that. You're still learning. So give your time a chance. Give yourself a chance to learn. I forgot to tell you something. Yeah. God, I got a suit now, Roger. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, man. 
I got me a full bloody suit. So I ain't gonna tell you how much it costs, but it costs. Three dollars? Ten dollars. Oh, <laughs> but I got a suit, man. Okay. I wanna thank God. Cause what I've been saying, I want it. Mm-hmm. A suit. But uh like you said, just like you said, just like I'm excited about the suit. Because I've been saying for years I need to get me one. This is what, I mean, it wasn't brand new, but it's new to me. And God, and when I finally looked at the price tag in there, it was $348. And I got it for 10 bucks, And uh, and it fit me. Yeah. And, and as he said, we stand, God going to do amazing things in our lives. Right. If we what? Stand. We got people like, but I, uh, but I got to do this. Got to, no, if God, if God tell you to stand, stand. Right. He knows what he's doing. But Lord, I've been standing here for a year. Oh. <laughs> but you're here. Yeah. So. Hold on. You ain't gonna get that. That's one thing. All right. So yeah, and that's true. I mean, we have to we have to stand and you know be ready. <laughs> But yet, God's not going to make us stand forever. He's going to tell us to be doing something. Yeah, yeah. Move, yeah. Yeah, we've got to, you know, stay still, and then there's times, okay, you need to get busy. So, you know, we have to, we have to do both. Yeah. So I'm gonna, we're going to stop here for yeah. just a minute, and I think our boys have arrived, so we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be right back. I see the sunrise in the morning And a million stars at night I hear the birds, they can't stop singing Hallelujah I see His goodness when I fall down And His grace that picks me up Every day I can't stop singing Hallelujah See the sunset and I 
welcome back. That was How Can You Not by Leanne Crawford. And our guests have finally arrived. Yay! And these are the kids from Kids Zone. <laughs> and go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Joe. Okay. And Hello, my name is Dash. Hello, my name is Dash. Okay. Hello, my name. My name is Xavier. <laughs> Hello, my name is my name is DJ, and I'm 11 and 12 years old. Awesome, okay. thank you. And how you guys doing? Uh, I kind of direct the kids. My name's Aaron. <laughs> okay, Aaron. All right. So, and we don't have a whole lot of time, but anything you want to ask them? Oh, uh, kind of give us a. Uh, an Our, overview? Yeah, an overview. That's that's what that gives us an overview of uh, what this what the kids zone's all about. Well, basically, we're trying to take youth and uh, help prepare for life. So, things like social skills, like here at the radio station, um, STEM projects or STEAM projects, art projects, um, just really basic life social skills, so you can help young kids manage their adulthood. Okay. So. Going, going around, and so what have you what have you gotten out of out of the, this program? Um, I've basically gotten like never to bully, like and make sure to stand up for someone who's bullying and stuff like that. And we've learned about how to like we've learned how to like how to program like video games and stuff like that. So we've been using this program system called Scratch to make video games. Okay. Awesome. Okay. What about you? What, what have you learned? Um, I'm kind of new here. I don't really know like that much. Okay. So I just started, so I don't really know that much things. Okay. Well, what, what's got you interested? Uh, basically, uh, him. Oh, He's told okay. me about it, and then I just joined. Okay. Long okay. So what, what, are you, what are you looking forward to getting out of this? Uh, like, like social skills and like how to just like stand up for myself. Okay. Like, to different things. Okay. All right. Next. Uh, what I learned from this is like drugs is bad and like not to do drugs and stuff. And I did introduce him to this because uh, he's my stepbrother. Okay. I call him my brother though because we have the same dad but different mother. And okay. he lives like a block away from me. Oh, excellent. So we got in touch and I showed him about it and he was like, all right, yeah, we could we could do this. Okay. So, and what about what about you, sir? I learned about how. Different to how to learn different things around okay. me and try different things out. Okay. So when do you guys meet, or what, or do you have a special time that you meet? Uh, we're trying to get all scheduled with all the school going on with all the kids. <clears throat> it's kind of hard to put everything together with school. Since we got spring break, so we can kind of mesh things together now. Okay. Since we got a little free time, but we try to do Wednesdays. Um, around 6 o'clock right now, but we just try to work with every kid's schedule. Sometimes you get kids that pop in, kids that want to be apart, who can't show up, parents who can't drop them off. So. And where do you meet? Uh, we meet at Ramp Church right now. Okay. Is there a, a phone number or something that somebody might be interested in this, or is this uh, something else that, you know, in other words, if somebody says, hey, this sounds like something that, that I want to do, Oh, uh, yeah, you can give me a call on my personal cell phone number. It's uh, 214-604-5021. Okay. Yeah, and you're also part of Change and Change Ministry? Yes, sir. Okay. 
Uh, so, you know, I know I, I know Rochelle. We've been friends for oh, years. Yeah, okay. Um, so, but it was, you know, I wanted to try to get you guys on and let people know about all this. And I know that you're wanting to, you know, do a little bit more uh, behind the mic type stuff. Yeah, this is this is new to me. Oh, right. this is yeah, new. Yeah, this is new. Yeah. Okay. And because yeah, you know, I mean, if you want to be a broadcaster, you you want to do streaming. You gotta learn how to, to be behind yeah. the microphone, okay? Because every little thing gets picked up, and so you gotta make sure you're putting out the right stuff. Amen. But uh, well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm, I'm sorry that we didn't have much time to do it tonight because there's a lot more questions we could ask and stuff, and uh, give you a chance to do a little bit more. But maybe we can re uh, schedule another time for sure that, to come up, and uh, maybe you guys will have. I have an idea of a of something that you would want to share. Yes, sir. I got a question. Sure. When are we gonna leave? When are we gonna leave tonight? Yeah, like when is this un? Uh, well, we're supposed to be out of here by uh, eight o'clock. Our show our show is scheduled from six to eight. It's seven fifty seven. right now. So, uh, so anyway, uh, that's that's our scheduled broadcasting time, and that's one of the things you learn in broadcasting. You are on a time limit, and you have to be here at this time, and you leave at this time, and you got to schedule. Schedule. Like, do we do like next time? Are we? When's the next time we're doing this? Well, we'll have to try we'll to arrange. Schedule it. Yeah, we'll have to schedule it because uh, we had you for a whole hour, a schedule. Yeah. Uh, from I seven to eight. Had to pick up kids from Arlington, Mansfield, and yeah. go out to so, four. So, um, that you know, we had that allotted as a time frame for you, and this is something that you'll you'll. You'll you'll learn if you want to be behind the mic. You 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 got schedule time. Gotcha. And, you know you got commercials you got to do and all these other things. And so these are just little things that uh, will have you know that you'll that you'll learn during your time of uh, doing this. So, but uh, I do apologize. We don't have a lot of time, and we do you know, and that's going to be our scheduled show. Uh, any other questions right now? We still got a couple minutes. If you got some questions, sure. What is the um number for this radio station? Number for the radio station? Uh, okay. So are you asking so that somebody can call, call in, in and talk yeah. okay. to us? Okay. That number is two one four four three one five zero three two. Um. And when we have you guys back, we'll give that number out again mm -hmm. and encourage parents, friends, family, whoever, to give us a call. And we do, we do take calls and questions. Mm -hmm. And then we're also on Facebook Live, and uh, we will give that information out too. We can give it to you when you leave today too, so that you can be able to get into the live. Um, but any other questions for us? I'm sorry we don't have a lot of time, but. Um, yeah. Well, I got a question. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, favorite um, music artist? Like, what's y'all's favorite music artist? Or, like, rapper? <laughs> okay. You guys have a favorite? You don't have a favorite artist? Come on. I don't, I don't have a favorite. I like all genres. Okay. Yeah, pretty much all genres. Um, Charmin does. Okay. What about you? You want to start this thing? <laughs> okay. All right. So, but we want to thank you for 
being able to make it, uh, like I said, we can we can reschedule another time where we can get you on here for a little bit more, get you a little bit more chance uh, behind the mic, and uh, you know try to help teach you some some skills there while while you're on the mic with us. So, all right, anything else? You have anything, sir? Nothing. I mean, this was. For a quick ten minutes, it was a blast. Yeah. I'm like I said, I've never been behind the mic before. Not really big on it, but yeah, it's whatever. I'm down. All right. Well, I mean, it, we just uh, we're thankful that you that you did. You tried. You yeah, made it. Yeah. So hey, we you made it. So they at least could be here. Uh, that way, at least we get to know who your faces are, and we'll we'll, we'll work with uh, I'll work with Andre and get you rescheduled. Uh, to come on the show again. Okay. Okay. Any last questions? Okay. Loretta, we're turning it over to you. Okay. I'm going to do the wind-up. We've had a really good show this evening. Enjoyed, even though they were only here for 10 minutes. Enjoyed the boys being here with us. We're going to have them back. Not sure exactly when. Um, the show this evening was good it was talking about being bold for Christ and what you know we talked about some of the things that keep us from standing up for Christ and reasons why we should stand up for Christ so please come back join us again next week on Friday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time and uh, Let's just jump in here at Fishbowl Studios in Bedford, Texas. Good night, all. Be a blessing. Be blessed. But most of all, be a blessing. Good night. Good night. Trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice.